Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Yes, we are early tonight because of the Brian Kelly uh, radio show, uh, Thursday Night Football in the NFL. So many things. All of last year, we did go live uh, at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. We may continue to do that because of the conflicts. Regardless, we will let you know each and every week what time we will be live. But nevertheless, ah, ha, ha, we are live. Massive show in store for you here tonight. Brian Kelly gives his final update, gives an injury report. Looks like Omar Spates, your starting middle linebacker, is not going to be able to go. The Weeks brothers, the Bash brothers, this just like the Mighty Ducks, look like they're going to be the two guys that rotate alongside Greg Pin the third per Brian Kelly along with a lot of questions of will Harold Perkins move back into the middle and BK said that they will uh, move him around and do a lot what they like what they did last week, which is good to hear. Which is very good to hear. You know, we have this little ice machine in my house. It's like Sonic Ice. And it is addicting, man. It is addicting. But we'll talk about Brian Kelly and his uh, update for us, Mason Taylor, a little bit probable, will be a game-time decision. If he cannot go, you have nothing but freshman tight ends that will have to pick it up. So, look, you're a little banged up with two players. That's the only players on the injury report per Brian Kelly. But two needs that you're two guys that you somewhat need. Uh, but we'll talk about that. Hopefully, the Weeks brothers, the Bash brothers can make uh, some things happen this week against a team that runs the football a lot right <clears throat> when you don't want linebackers going down when you face a team like this but some, next man up next guy's got to step up we'll talk about that my five keys to victory we'll talk about that right out the gate you know listen I, I, I saw in the chat Jason Brumfield said something about Joel Clad and him bashing on LSU I, let me just say this and I hope you're not around children I could give two flying what um, 
Joel Klatt has to say. Joel Klatt literally is he's he's good at his job. He also is pretty shitty at his job too. So it doesn't bother me what Joel Klatt has to say. I don't like I told you. I don't trust redheaded quarterbacks. Don't trust redheaded wide receivers either. So it is what it is. He's good at his job, but when it comes to the SEC, he needs to stay out, stay in his own lane. When it comes to LSU, he specifically needs to stay in his own lane. They scored 10 points last week. Bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, LSU fans are freaking out. Okay, let fans freak out. Shut the hell up. I don't even know what he said. I didn't see it. But we'll get to our five keys to victory. Look, the main thing is, is that I, I have seen this week that peop, what pe, people just for whatever reason think it's a game like what Brian Kelly says in those post, post-game press conferences and what he says on Mondays. It's not a game. He's not wrong. Turn on the film. There are some things that he's preached and emphasized this week that if LSU doesn't do, they're going to lose. But I think that they're going to do it. I think that they're going to do it. There's no if, ands, or buts about it to me. One I owed them. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, must watch TV. Deion Sanders in Colorado, man, is just much watch TV right now. It is. Um, Jay Norvell, the Colorado State head coach, took some shots at Deion Sanders. We'll talk about that. We'll go around your SEC as well. And as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag Ask Blake. Why are people keep going after Dion? Like Colorado State, you're not you're not good enough to um you're not good enough to um talk that stuff. Uh Adam says our fan base overreacts about everything. A lot of fans, a lot of fans in general, yeah. There has been a little overreaction. Uh, Jason Brumfield are, is our fan base overreacting to what Joel Klatt said. I don't know what he said. Can somebody tell me what he said? Because I, I do not know. I literally have no clue. No clue whatsoever. So I, I see a lot of these in here. Where are you watching us from tonight? We're, we, we've been doing this. We we listed out. So where are you watching AYS from tonight? We'll, we'll pull it up, listing in the comments. But yeah, I, I mean, come on. A couple of people need to shut up then. I mean, look, I'm never going to tell, I'm not going to tell Joel Klatt to be quiet. I'm not going to tell Norvell, Jay Norvell, to be quiet either. So, yeah. Uh, Anthony B. Saint says, what are your picks this week, Blake? We did that yesterday. So, where are you watching us from tonight? And we did our picks uh, on yesterday. I did the SEC last night, Rafino and Joe show. Um, I think I picked LSU, Arkansas over BYU. I have 24 hours to change my pick, but I did pick Tennessee off the top. I don't feel great about that against Florida. Uh, I picked James Madison over Troy. Uh, I think maybe Pittsburgh over uh, West Virginia. Pittsburgh over West Virginia. Uh, Rob Boudreaux says he's in Dunson. Lance is in Portland, Texas. Uh, Purple Kush is in Waterville, Maine. Uh, Paul Frank says is he, he's in Villeplat, Villeplat, y'all. Villeplat, y'all. Uh, Jamar Jackson says he's in Richmond, Virginia, home of the fighting Matt Trents. Yeah, Matt Trent. Richmond, Richmond. Richmond, Richmond. 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, watching from Alexandria tonight, says Dane Bergeron. Michael Morse says Spring Hill, Louisiana, home of Devin White and John David Crow. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, Chris Lomax says Covington, Tennessee is in the house. Donaldsonville says James. Jasmine says Memphis, Tennessee. Oakdale uh, going to Stompville Platt tomorrow night, says Denton, uh, Delton. Yeah. Steven says he's all the way out there in Hanville. Gotta love some Hanville. I used to go to Booty all the time, man. Booty Hanville used to be there all the time. They had a little, uh, what was that place called? Little hole in the wall. We used to go eat lunch there. Uh, been a, it was a couple things. It's a good little place. Booty's a nice little place. Tony Mason says 251 Foley, Alabama is in the hizzy. David Chasson the third says the parish, bro. Yeah, man. The Paris is in the building. You got to love it. Things always get interesting when the Paris is involved. They got the best. They probably, speaking of St. Bernard, uh, Chalmette probably has the best donut place of all time. The best donut you'll ever eat in your life. Uh, David, what's that place in the parish? The donut place? Man, oh, man. I need to stop talking about food. I had... Get your boy hungry. James sells his Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> Home Depot parking lot in Winchester, Tennessee. <laughs> yes, indeed. Gerald's. Yeah, bro. Gerald's in St. Bernard. The parish. It's the parish weather report. <laughs> Gerald's is... Yeah, Judge Perez, it's amazing. Dane Bergeron says, Creole Kitchen in Bouti used to be a good spot for years. I think that might be it, Creole Kitchen. It was it's really good, man. It's really, really, really good. Uh, Adam says he's watching from way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It gets hotter than a hoochie-coochie. Man, let's just call it what it is. This year, it's been hotter than a hoochie-coochie, without question. There's been no hoochies or coochies hotter than this summer. It's been hot. But walked outside my house this morning, you know, titty nipples was like, oh, good, good gracious ass bodacious, huh? Pause. All right, a couple more before we get wrong. <laughs> Tyler Townsend says he's all the way up in 31831 Great in Shreveport. Anthony B. Saint says I was raised in Chalmette, moved to the Wank. In 2000. Yes, indeed. Y'all laughing at me covering my titty nipples? What? Man, y'all pray for my little girl, Jewel, man. Boys, Ben's one thing. Girls are co something completely different. She got, she got my heart, dude. And my pocketbook. So... Any super chats that you send go strictly strictly to Jewel. Just being honest. Megan used to have it. My wife used to have it. Up, 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 up. Not yet, guys. <laughs> uh, Michael. Oh, what's up, buddy? Michael's a Southeastern alum. Said, so cool this morning. My titty nipples could cut glass. 
Yes, indeed. Good to see you, Michael. Dude's got a voice on him. Um, Anthony Saint says, Blake, you as a character. Yeah, I try to be. I try to be. All right, let's get rolling. We got a lot to discuss here tonight. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, you guys continue to kill it for us on Facebook. Hit that like button. Hit the share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, man, we're so close. So, so, so close to the 6,000 mark on YouTube and subscribers. 50% of y'all, though, aren't subscribed that watch the show. I don't I don't get it. If you're not already, do us a favor. Go over to AYS Sports on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button notification bell for all of our content. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And where if you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Five keys to victory. What are the five things that LSU's got to do to win? In my opinion. Now, can they do other things to win? Absolutely. Absolutely. But here are my five things that I think LSU should do, needs to do, to beat Mississippi State at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons, gmvarnoandsons.com. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to discuss. We do that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Bardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're, We're Our good buddy, Dane Bergeron, says, here's $20 Super Chat. Thank you, my man, Dane. He says, contributing to the Jules College Fund. My man. My man. Thank you, buddy. She said, he says, get well soon. Yeah, she, first time really kind of just being under the weather, man. It, it, breaks, it breaks me every time. Thank you so much, Dane, for the Super Chat. Uh, Purple Kush, you know you're my man too, Dane. Uh, Purple Kush says it's 55 degrees right now in Maine, and I am on the porch enjoying it colder, the better. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind the cold because, you know, I can put clothes on. I, people don't want me to take them off. You know what I mean? Besides one person, cause she can't get enough of this. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? All right. Maybe she doesn't either. <laughs> Who, who knows? 
when you get married for that long, when you're married for that long, who knows? All right, so listen. Five keys to victory this week. LSU versus Mississippi State. Uh, 11 a.m. Saturday morning. Listen, these are in no specific order, but one of them I have talked about pretty much at nauseum all week. When I go back and watch Mississippi State and Arizona last week, and I look at Jane Deloria, the Arizona quarterback. Guys, you take some of those sacks out that Mississippi State had last week. He would have gone for eight, probably five carries around 75, 80 yards in a tutty. He finished the game with eight carries, 44 yards, but they ran all over him. In the second half, when Arizona was able to pick up the blitzes that Zach Arnett and this Mississippi State team was sending and they got more comfortable, Deloria ran all over him. All over him. We've talked about this a little bit, but you, I don't think it is smart, in my opinion, in this game specifically, to just let Jaden only sit back in the pocket and throw. You're going to have to mix it up. You're going to have to let him use his legs, man. He is too dangerous as uh, too dangerous for you not to get him on the outside, for you not to run the ball. Zone reads, sure. Draws, sure. And you know what? Even some plays that you're calling in, in what I will call a quote-unquote run-pass option – Call a pass play, but you're telling Jaden, like, look, man, if they give you this coverage or they send this blitz, take off. Take off. Get 10 yards, get down, get it, you know, get out of bounds, don't do anything. Mississippi State under Zach Garnett has been horrendous. And I'm talking about horrendous when it comes to stopping the quarterback run game. They have been really, really, really bad at it mainly due to the fact that they do send so many exotic blitzes. And when it gets picked up, they will play deep coverage behind it, make you throw everything in front of them. And sometimes they'll play man-to-man coverage. And when they send those blitzes and they're man-to-man and the defense has their backs to you, you got to get on your horse and run. It's exactly what LSU did a year ago to Zach Ornett and why they were able to come all the way back and kick that ass. Man-to-man coverage, they ran the, the that slot fade, the same action that they had, okay, in that slot fade when Malik Neighbors came down with it a year ago. The reason that that safety didn't get over there was mainly due to the fact that like six plays before that, LSU ran a draw, a quarterback draw right out of that formation, only got like four or five yards. But the safety came down when he saw that same formation and thought that Jane Daniels was going to run it. Because it was a fourth down call, fourth and two. Everybody's playing a little bit closer to the line because Jay, they know Jaden's Jaden Daniels is dangerous with his legs. I know that a lot of you want to see a quarterback sit back in the pocket 24-7 and throw the football. If you want to win and if the only objective is winning, and I am not saying at all to not let him throw it 35 times. It's not what I'm saying. Because he's shown that he can be better throwing the football this season compared to early in last season. You're going to have to utilize him more in the running game because Mississippi State, if you're going to run right at him, the exotic stuff that they're going to throw at you early, it, you're going to have – it's not going to always work. You're going to have to let your quarterback get out get out on the perimeter and use his electric speed. If LSU does that, I do think that they can pull away from Mississippi State. I, I fully do believe that. 
okay? I, I do believe that there is an advantage of that LSU can take here. Look, Mississippi State had four turnovers in the first half last week against Arizona, got 14 points off of it, and quite truthfully, they probably should only had seven. They probably should have only had seven if we're calling it or we're getting down to brass tacks here. Offensively, yeah, did they run the ball a lot? Sure. You're not you, – Arizona is not better than you. Some of the things that they do, you can – you're a master class at. Jaden's a master class at. So, number one, get Jaden out on the perimeter and get him on the move. I do see this from Marvin Mack. He says, Blake, why don't we run more play action? I do think that that could be, and here's here's the comment right here. Um, I do think that you can do that this week, but with some of the exotic stuff that they run and as much as you want to be in the gun, I don't know how much um, I would do of that this week, but you're going to have to do it, especially, and you know why you don't and why you didn't against Florida State, really, is because you couldn't run the football. I, I mean... You know, I, I, we could do the film breakdown and a lot of these things, but truth be told, the O-line was not as bad at getting a push against Florida State as some would think. Running backs got to hit the hole. And look, Logan Diggs is going to be a big part of this game. These running backs are going to have to get pushed. If you're getting – look, listen. If you're getting two, three, four yards per rush early, perfect. Sounds good because you're going to beat them down. You were unable to do that a year ago. You were unable to do that. Let them do those crazy-ass stunts and twists with their linebacking core. Go pop somebody in the freaking mouth. Go pop somebody in the freaking mouth. They'll, they'll stop doing it. Number two, speaking of the passing game at the end there, Jaden Daniels doesn't use the middle of the field a lot, but they need to really capitalize their inside the hash marks. They really need to accomplish some throws across the middle in between the hash marks. Now, I know you got two of the best linebackers you'll see, but they were not as deep in coverage as maybe they should have been. I know that you have Sean Preston as the free safety, but man, the truth is, is that even though you have two of the best linebackers and a really good free safety, Arizona attacked the middle of the field at, at, at pretty much will you know I look at Arizona and Deloria again from last week he threw the ball 46 times he had four picks but he killed when you break down this film of those 32 completions guys 16 of them half of them were almost inside or inside the hash marks hit them in the middle and that will also decrease Zach Arnett's game plan of sending those two dudes Johnson and Watson, or Watson and Johnson, uh, in those exotic blitz packages. You start attacking him across the field, which, again, is what Jaden Daniels did a year ago to get Mississippi State to back off a little bit. If you do that, I think you will have a lot of victory. You could probably put that one at five. I don't think it's a massive thing, but it is something that I did see that they have um, struggled with. Number three. Listen, people have thought that this is a game that when Brian Kelly goes up there, people get mad at what he says at these press conferences and, oh, well, what is he really trying to say? And, you know, there's I, I've, I've seen it all. I've heard it all this week. And 
I, I really don't get it. Here's the truth. The truth is, is that your defensive line, your front seven, your DBs, they got to stay disciplined. I know that you want dogs. You want maybe not bulldogs this week, but you want dudes out there. Well, you know what dudes do? Maybe not guys like Harold Perkins. You can let Harold Perkins sometimes do and improvise and do what he needs to do because he's that good of an athlete. Your defensive line has got to stay disciplined this weekend against a really good rushing attack. Don't get out of your rushing lanes. Don't get out of your gaps. That's an Orgeron thing that he loved to do and perfect. Get out of your lanes, yada, yada, yada. You can't do that this week against this zone blocking scheme. They're, to be real with you, this O-line has been suspect at times, and they've been really good at times. you got to stay disciplined. A part of that, too, in being disciplined, don't be over-eager at trying to get to Will Rogers if they're going to throw this quick passing game. Now, you have one sack through two games. Here's my opinion. You need to get to Will Rogers at least three of them. Because I do think that there can be, can be, not saying that there will be, but there can be a scenario where LSU gets up early, and then and then Mississippi State has to respond. Play from ahead if you're LSU. You win the toss, get get the ball. You've seen Zach Arnett really and truthfully as a this all most of this offensive line. Like Charles Turner has seen Mississippi State for three straight years. Okay, there's not a lot different that Zach Arnett is running now than he was three years ago. It's kind of pretty much all the same. So, from a run-blocking scheme, from a pass-protection scheme, you got to stay disciplined, though, defensively. Can Will Rogers beat you? Yes. But you got to get after it up front. And how much rust has Mason Smith been able to knock off? This is where your depth is going to come into play. Guys like Paris Shand, guys like Jordan Jefferson, guys like Jalen Lee, you're going to have to rotate a lot of these dudes in there to give your guys a break because they're going to run the ball on you. And the more rotation and the fresher you can keep guys in and out of this game, the better for LSU. But you want the dogs to be turned loose? Well, so did Orgeron in the running game defensively when the defense was really completely ass under Bo Pelini. Listen, nobody wants to mention this. That was not Bo's defense, Okay. Like, the same defense when Bo left and Durante Jones came in, it was Ed's. It was the same thing. Same exact thing. Dogs can stay disciplined. Right? Like, you see these police dogs, whatever, these military dogs. Why do I keep kitting my camera? There we go. These military dogs, they are ferocious. These canine Malinois. They are ferocious. But you know what they also can do? Stay disciplined. You've got to be able to do that if you want to win. There's not a choice. Because you might look up like what Arizona did at the end of this, and I'm not saying that you're Arizona. Don't get me twisted. But, guys, Arizona looked up after the first half and – Mississippi State had over 100 rushing yards. Now, they didn't have a lot. They only had 100, uh, 145, but they didn't have the ball a lot. The time of possession was definitely in Arizona's favor. 
but it's what they want to do. They want to run the ball and play good defense. Like an old school SEC team, like an old school Mississippi State team. It might look different. It might, you know, they might be under center. They might do some different things. But the philosophy is still the same. Run the ball, play good defense. And Zach Arnett is a defensive guy. If you get out of your lanes and your gaps, you're going to get beat. I promise you. I promise you, you will. I don't think that, you know, I said this last week. At some point, too, to add to this number three, and this stay disciplined, at some somebody's going to have to step up on that back end. Somebody's going to have to step up on that back end. I don't – look, we all have our quote-unquote guy that we want to go off. You know, a lot of people want to see more of Denver Harris, Ashton Stamps, JV and Taviano, whoever it is. Here's how I see it. I don't give a shit who's out there if they're winning reps. I could care less. Somebody's got to step up. Because if you are playing from ahead, they're going to let Will Rogers a little bit loose. Why they didn't last week, I don't know. But I will tell you this. Zach Arnett is not utilizing Will Rogers to his full potential, and it's a shame. Will he do it this week? We're going to find out. Another thing, too, speaking of I've mentioned Zach Arnett a lot this week. Zach Cornett was pretty snippy on that SEC teleconference yesterday, and I got to admit, I got to admit, I'm a, I'm a competitor. I know a lot of you that are in here that played sports are competitors. You might compete at, at work. You know, if you're in sales, you might have the guy that sits next to you or have the office that's next to you, and you compete with one another. Maybe a guy that you came in your business with or somebody else that owns a business, a rival business to yours, and you might not ever speak to that person, but you're competing one-on-one with them. I got to tell you this. Zach Arnett was pretty snippy this week. I kind of really want to go out there and whip Mississippi State's ass. Like, didn't really, you know, Florida's a good team. Yeah, I want to kick their ass. Yeah, sure. Grambling, the same. I kind of, this one's a little bit more personal to me after he kind of kind of talked some shit this week. You know, I was on the Zach Garnett train, then he gets on that teleconference and makes himself look like a little bit of an ass. Well, what did I say? You know what you said, you, you stupid Rudy Poo. I mean, come on. A kid from the Baton Rouge Advocate is asking you a question and you want to jump down his throat. Okay. All right. I hope LSU defensively goes out there and punches them in the... Do you hear me? Knock them the... Like, I'm kind of a little pissed off. I might wake up Saturday morning a little pissed off. Now, not too pissed off because me and my buddy Ben, me and my boy Ben, are going to go get a haircut. We're going to go get this. Uh, I got to get this beard trim. Got to get a nice little thing. Got to look good for my boo. Because you my boo thing. <laughs> All right. Another part of that, and stay disciplined, if you're the defensive secondary. So this is most of the secondary here. Don't bite on the play action, man. This can – so, number four, 
you need you're gonna need tackles for a loss in this game, sacks in this game, sure. Don't bite on the play action because they're gonna run it. You got man, I, I can't I cannot emphasize enough. I cannot emphasize enough on when Brian Kelly says defensively that we have to stay disciplined. Guys, they're gonna run outside zone, they're gonna run bootleg off of that. They're gonna run some veer, they're gonna run so many different things that they're coming at you from a technical standpoint in the run game. It, you, the way that I would equate this offense is a is a dumbed-down version of what the Rams with Sean McVay want to run. A lot of inside, outside zone. They're going to hit you with that all night long. Let me see that dog. And they're going to want to do the play action, naked boots behind it. Outside receiver and Tulo, Tutu, whatever they call him, Griffin. He's going to run a lot of hitches, a lot of comebacks. He's going to run some fades. Like they're they're not lighting it. They're not running complex things on the outside with their wide receivers. They're just not. But if that backside in, okay, if he crashes down hard on the run, it's going to be open all night long. All night long. Like Cisco, let me see that though. Stay disciplined, man. Don't bite on the play action. Play your receivers. Push everything inside. Everything back into the inside and you'll be fine. Brian Kelly said that he, you know, he's working with Denver Harris to, to find the discipline part of that. Let's see if he can find it this week. Because if he can... Man. All right. Number five, and not mutually exclusive here. Play with a sense of urgency. Teams that are champions come out and want to knock somebody's face off. Again, you got a lot of media this week talking bunch of shit whether it be national, local, whatever, who, you know, me, uh, Mississippi State, whatever. Man, at some point, at some point, you're going to have to come out and just punch somebody in the mouth. And you've done that against opponents that you're supposed to. Last year, New Mexico State and Rudy Putek and last week against Grambling. Offensively, you just came out and punched them right in the mouth. Let's go do it again. Let's go do it again. I'm willing. I am willing for a, a Jane Daniels interception if you're throwing that fade route to, to Chris Hilton Jr. in the back of the end zone. Doesn't bother me one bit. But we gotta we gotta take it to somebody, man. We gotta wake up a little pissed off. It's eleven AM kickoff. I get all that. I get all that. Who gives a shit? Like you got so much that you have to play for. So much to play for here, man. And you know what else? You know what else? Arkansas hasn't shown me that they can bust a grape to save their lives right now. K.J. Jefferson and you face Arkansas next week. They come home. They come to LSU. Night game in Death Valley. They're more than likely, I hope this happens, going to be undefeated. They're not better than you. There's no team that comes even close not even remotely close to the talent that you have. The two teams on your schedule right now 
that you can make a debate that they have more or same or just slightly below of the same talent that you do. Florida State, you know how that went. I told you that all offseason. Alabama still has a frick load of talent. Now, let's see what they do at quarterback this week. They go to South Florida, which is really weird for a, a team like Alabama to go to and play a row game on a G5's field. Nevertheless, let's see what they do with quarterback. And I see Bob Smith. The talent hasn't risen to the top yet. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But it's going to have to. Let's start it this week. You know, last week it was what it was. No matter if that started to emerge, and I don't agree with Bob on this, it did start emerging last week. But you played a team in Grambling, so nobody gives a shit, and they don't want to believe it. Oh, it's just Grambling. Guys, it does not matter who you're playing. If you score 72 points, you score 72 points. Ask Joe Milton in Tennessee last week if they thought that they were going to get in an outright dogfight against Austin and P. They were in a dogfight for a half. A dogfight. Austin P. came into, into Knoxville. Good old Rocky Dime, Rocky Dime. And they punched them some bitches right in the mouth. Blink. Joe Milton's like, uh-oh. Got off the mat like his name was Sonny Liston, and then they started throwing punches. Don't let a team that's not better than you from a talent perspective come out there and punch you in the mouth. I don't like 11 a.m. games. I don't give a shit when anybody's got to say, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. And it is. I don't, doesn't mean I don't like them. But it doesn't matter, though, in the sense of that you got to go out there and punch somebody in the mouth. Dogs or tigers in this uh, scenario, they don't give a shit when you play somebody. So, yeah. All right. A couple of comments, and then we will get to Brian Kelly's remarks in his update. Uh, Chad says, here's the hot take. Play Harold Perkins at safety. Man. He's Sean Taylor 2.0. Yeah, no. Sean Taylor was never 225, I don't think. Both are the same size. Yeah, let's see what Sean Taylor's height and weight is. R.I.P. It's 212. Park's around 225, 230. I, he, I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that. Holden Lee says, Blake, where can I watch the press conference on that? I don't know where the SEC teleconferences are. Um, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they um, – I don't know where they are, those things. All right, so Brian Kelly did mention some things. Let me get to a couple more of these comments before we get uh, to that. Uh, Brandon Reese says, I hope that Mason Smith has a big game this weekend. I do, too. Yeah, I do, too. And look, man, I, I saw the um, – what was that? What what did uh, what the frick do they call that? Um, the gold uh, – whatever. Um LSU gold um, this week with Mason Smith, you know, um, he 
it was it was pretty good. I mean, I'm rooting for that kid, man. I mean, a lot of us are rooting for him to get back and get back to the form that he was in. I don't know if anybody that doesn't want – I mean, everybody wants him to succeed because you know the talent that he has. You know what I mean? Like, you know the talent that he has. If he's knocked off some of that rust, man, he could he can he can be something. He could really help you. And you look if there's a game, <clears throat> excuse me. If there's a game that you really kind of would want Mason Smith to go off in, it's probably this one, because. You just really need him to really need him in the running game. I mean, look, Grambling, they kind of got the better of him, just to be honest. They kind of got the better of him. Um, so we'll see. Harold Parkins did not I don't know when did he say that? Because Harold Parkins is not interviewed with us. <laughs> not once. No, uh, that's not that's not true. He told us no, that's a lie. He told us at summer camp that he was two twenty five, two thirty. Uh, when we were out there at practice, Dustin Jenkins says thoughts on special teams. Um, I don't really. All right, special teams. I don't. I mean, special teams hadn't done anything to make me mad, other than Aaron Anderson. What Aaron Anderson has done. You know what I mean? And it got cleaned up after he was out, to be real with you. Um, I don't agree uh, with them taking him out that early, especially in punt return. Kick return, all right, whatever. And look, you don't tell dudes with his kind of ability to not take the ball out, but he's got to be smarter. He's got to be smarter. Um. So, yeah. Guys, we're not playing Harold Perkins at safety. He can't cover. I, I mean, listen. I, 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 you, if you want me to come out and say it, I, he, he can't cover. He can't cover cover from the linebacker perspective. What do you think he's going to look at at safety? Put him up in the box. Well, then he technically is doing what he needs to do. Y'all leave him alone. Let him do what they're doing with Perkins. I, I promise you it's going to work. Everybody's like, oh, he's going through two weeks, didn't have a sack. Well, he didn't get one last week. And quite honestly, every time that they've people have seen him on the edge edge line, they've gone to quick game. Go ask Florida State when they saw Perk on the uh, edge line. He rushed seven times. G- go look at the PFF stat. The PFS, uh, PFF stat um, on those seven rushes that he had against Florida State, it was all quick game. Everything was a quick game. The only one that they didn't was when Perkins almost got uh, w- almost got old boy down in the backfield the first time. I did not call him the Keon Coleman fade route quick game, even though he threw it in under two seconds. Right? I mean, so yeah. Per- let I promise you, Brian Kelly's not an idiot, dude. <laughs> He's not as much as y'all hate him right now, or some of you hate him. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. My man can't cover. All right. Let's do this. Brian Kelly did address the media uh, for the last time. We got some updates with him. We'll talk about Deion uh, Sanders as well, and then we'll finish out with some more questions and thoughts. Let me talk about my good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. 
Before we do that, let me tell you about my good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John today at 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. Let him know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. Stay with us. We're going to return. Brian Kelly addressed the media. Some guys out for this week. Who is it? Why? Who replaced him? We talk about that next. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man. He's here for you. You want to buy or sell? Well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. By the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vicknair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino with AYS sent you on by. So Brian Kelly met with the media uh, about 45 minutes ago in reference to some people out. So not only that, too. So Mason Taylor is a guy that will be a game-time decision, Brian Kelly said. And with that, obviously, you do not have anything else backing him up other than tight end. I don't mind Gilbreth. I don't. He had a better game against Grambling. Really struggled against Florida State in the run game. Uh, Mac Markway has got some refining he needs to do. Look, I'm going to tell you the truth. In Carter Bryant's film breakdown, there were a lot of times when LSU was running the football that Mac Markway was tipping something, and that's got to be fixed. Like that's got to be fixed. If I can see it, I know that Zach Arnett and that defense has picked up on that. They're going to have to work on that. Going to have to work on that with him. Need to get him out in space. You're going to utilize the tight end, but you got so many weapons, other weapons that you can use. If there is one position that you can somewhat hide, I know they want to go to it a lot. If Mason Taylor's not a hunt, completely good to go in that game time decision, it would be that. Expect to see a lot of Gilbreth in these running and these running downs. He is and Markway. Markway has not done bad uh, in blocking scheme either. Kamarian Pimpton is interesting to me. I, I don't think that we've seen them utilize him in a I don't want to say right or proper way, but I, I kind of want to see Trips Wright bunch uh, Z fade and he's the Z on the outside and you throw him a fade if you get the chance. Throw it up there. See what happens. 
And, and, and I'm talking about Jaden, like, throw that puppy up there. Like, lob it. Sky it. Throw a pop-up to his ass. He gonna come down with it. I promise you he's gonna come down with it. Hopefully he doesn't drop it, but he's gonna come down with it. We've seen them do that way too many times for us to be through two games and him not have a catch. Way too many times. Now is he a little banged up? Eh. You know, there's some there's some chatter out there about that. And, I, and there's some chatter. You know, look, <laughs> where he was playing for high school football was not where he's playing football now, buddy. It's been a little rough on him. Um, but he's got the size. He's got the weight. He's got the physicality to some extent. Let him go, Go, you know, go trips right bunch. Hopefully you're on the far right hash. Let Jaden throw a pop-up to his ass. Pop-up. You know how when your daddy was out there with you in the front yard, and you say, Daddy, throw a pop-up. Throw a pop-up to his ass like your name's Jay Johnson. Huh? Throw a pop-up to his ass like your name's Jay Johnson. Huh? Na 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 na. So that's one thing. I do really, 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 really hope that Mason Taylor is ready to go. You're gonna, you need him. You need him. Listen, Brian Kelly came into his press conference too and said that Elvis Presley was from Tupelo, Mississippi. People took way too much into that. Way, 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 way too much into that. Y'all need to calm down. Y'all need to calm down. Uh, in reference to Omar Spates, uh, Brian Kelly said that he doesn't look like he might be able to go, that he will dress out, but it doesn't look like the Oregon State transfer is going to be available to play. He said that the Weeks brothers um, and Christian Braithwaite will also be available in that position along with Greg Penn. I say run with the Weeks brothers and Greg Penn and hope for the best. See if one of the Weeks brothers can can shine for you. Don't don't risk spades. If he's not good to go, don't this is not the game for a guy with a lower body injury not being able to go, man. Like it if you were, you know, if he was going to play more, more to the line of scrimmage and maybe do some other things in the running game, okay, yeah, maybe. But this is not ju- this is not the game for him. If you if he's hurt, let's let's see if the Weeks brothers, the Bash brothers, can go out there and make some noise and make some things happen. So that is that's a big thing that we're not talking about. Um. That's the one thing that we're not talking about. You know, you don't really know how things look until a, a starter's missing. So this is the first time that we, you know, are going to see a guy that's been there or has been there now in the second half. Both weeks, brothers, look really good, along with Greg Penny at the interception, was really good in coverage. Uh, so we'll see. But this could be a situation where um, a situation where it could be a, gre- a coming out party for Greg Penn. Like, hey, man, we, we've seen you make some good plays in the past. You, like, we need him to step up this week. We need him to step up. And we need him flying to the football. Look, man, this is going to be a running football game. They're going to run the ball a lot. Get after their ass. Get after their ass. So, 67% of the time they run the football, take your chances. Take some chances. And play to your instincts. 
Now, the bootlegs are, are, are in, and play-action game is something else, but let's see. Let's see what happens if they're going to really throw Will Rogers more or let Will Rogers throw more than they did last week. So we'll see. There wasn't really a lot else that Brian Kelly had to say. Um, he, he did mention, okay, that um, he was asked about Caleb Jackson returning kicks, and he says, yeah, we, you know, if you break a tackle on kickoff, man, you could, you could take that thing to the house. I think they really like Caleb Jackson a lot there. That kind of leads me to maybe that they're not feeling so great on Aaron Anderson returning punts and kicks. I just still want to see him. I'm not going to – like, I know a lot of people, you know, want to get kids out of there when something doesn't go their way. I'm not that – like, at least me, I'm not that strict on – I'm not so strict on that, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not – guy makes a mistake you know if we would have given up on Malik neighbors last year then what now we gave him up we gave up on him returning punts and kicks I, I mean I understand that come on man like don't give up on a kid don't give up on him just yet he he can do some things uh before we get out of here too I I want to talk about this um Jay Norvell the Colorado State head coach had some choice words for Dion this week. Bad move. Bad, bad move. There are probably five or six games a season that you really can get a team up for to play above maybe their talents. Why give Dion and this unit some added motivation? You know, Colorado State could have just sat there and be quiet and thought that Colorado was going to look past them, look forward to Oregon that they have next week. But Deion Call, in case you missed it, Jay Norville, the Colorado State head coach, said that he, basically that his mama taught him manners, unlike Deion's is what he's trying to say, that he takes off a hat and glasses when he's indoor or speaking to people. Buddy, you're you're a head coach for a football team who motherfucks people all the time. You curse kids out, and you want to tell me that when you're addressing somebody that you take your hat and glasses off? Do you do that to your kids that are on your team that are giving their blood, sweat, and tears for your program so that you can one day get a better coaching job and leave those kids there? No, you don't. So Jay Norvell, you idiot. You could have you could have done the unthinkable and snuck up on Colorado because they're looking to Oregon and Bo Nix and Dan Lanning next week. You're giving them bullet this it's the definition of bulletin bulletin board material. Definition of it. Now I know a lot of people are saying, well, Blake it will say, well, Blake, it was his coach's show. He's trying to get you know, the Colorado State fans rallied up, and I get that. I don't hate that he said it. I never hate when coaches talk smack. I don't hate when players talk smack. It's the reason why I love the fight game so much because people talk a whole bunch of craziness, and it doesn't matter. But when you talk stuff, you better be able to back it up. 
<laughs> when you talk trash, you better be able to back it up. Because I promise you, Dion's coming and he's bringing his luggage with him. He calls it Louie. They're going to beat down on that ass. <laughs> they messed up, bro. I think they messed up. Now, this is a rivalry game. And Colorado State has more kids from the state of Colorado than I think Colorado does. So this might mean a little bit more to them. So in the first half, it could be close. They're going to answer the bell on this one, I think. Sold out, man. Sold out Colorado uh, Stadium again. Dion is much must-watch TV. He's must-watch TV. They work hard. He doesn't talk stuff. They go out there and they play hard. You got to love it, dude. You got to love it. Michael B says Colorado might surprise us at the end of the season. I think they've surprised us now. I, I really do think Colorado and Dion has surprised us, some people now. And, and I will admit, they've surprised me to the extent of, quite frankly, mainly in the sense of that, th how good they've looked offensively. They've looked so good offensively, man. So good, so clean and crisp at times. You know, that's not easy. Ask Jake Peets how easy that is. Ask Jake Peets how easy that is. That's not a name you thought you'd hear today. Jake Peets. The offensive mastermind known as Jake Peets. God, I hated that dude. Bro, can we can I just say this? That man used to roll Max Johnson out to the right as him as being a left-handed quarterback. That dude never used to roll him out to the left. He's a lefty, dude. Like, what are you doing? Jake Peets might be. I know y'all don't like Gary Croden. I know that y'all didn't like Cam Cameron. I get that. But at least they were consistent with something. At least you knew what you were going to get. Toss dive left, toss dive right, toss dive up the middle. Quick slant, quick out, go route. That's, that was Les Miles' playbook. Running back left, running back right, Geis left, Leonard right. <laughs> you knew what you were going to get. Jake Pete schematically, man, was ass. Poor Max Johnson. Poor Max Johnson. I feel bad for that kid, man. I, I really do. I feel bad for that kid. It's a shame, dude. It's a shame. It looks like Memphis just took the lead on Navy. I ain't gonna lie. I actually, this morning, took Memphis to cover. Maybe I'm an idiot. I hope I'm not an idiot. Hope I'm not an idiot. All right, a couple of these before we get in, uh, out of here. Uh, Michael B says, true, a lot of Hall of Fame players can't really coach. You're right. He has surprised a lot of us. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that, Michael. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Rob Boudreaux says, you know what he is going to do. He is going to beat him, run over there, take his hat and glasses, <laughs> eye him in the eye, and say, talk now. You know, y'all remember that iconic scene 
and this is a little different because it was a there was racial things to this. Remember in the movie, um, uh, remember the Titans when that coach called Denzel Washington like he said, "I'm not going to repeat the word," and then uh, Denzel threw the banana at him after they kicked that ass. That's what I thought about when that dude said that. You know, not the racial undertones without question, but y'all remember the scene. Like, I just picture them both in the middle of the field and Dion has his hat and sunglasses on. Like, what's what's Jay Norvell going to do? Take him off of me. If you, if, look, I would tell Jay Norvell, if you beat me, I will meet you at, at center field, center court, hat off, glasses off, and I'll shake your hand. But when I went that ass, does Jay Norvell take his hat out when he goes out and, and, and tells coaches congratulations or see you later, coach, or good game, coach? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Anyway, Conrad says, I hope Prime run the score up. He also says, I can't wait for the postgame interview. Prime is going to get at him. I think he will, too. I think he will, too. Double AA seem uncertain and not confident in Orlando. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Oh, it's Memphis 7-7 now? Or it's tied 7-7? Uh, Jared A says, Max could have stayed. Don't feel for him. He could have stayed, but they listen. Y'all want to hear the truth? Y'all want to hear the truth? Here's the truth. They did, or the Orgeron staff did Max really dirty, man, multiple times. Like, I don't know if I want to unearth this. This probably isn't the time to unearth this. Max played two games with a hurt throwing shoulder, and basically Ed told him that it doesn't matter if he's hurt. They're red shirt and Nussmeyer, and there's nothing he can do about it. He needs to get out there and man up. That happened. 1,000% happened. Then when Brian Kelly came in, Max had already told people he was leaving, told his brother he was leaving. And that's why his brother earlier in that process had decommitted. Because Orsron, you know, when Orsron got fired, the brother had decommitted and they had, to, they, you know, he told his brother Jake that he was leaving. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But they did that kid dirty. Like, the kid should have never thrown into football in that last season that he was at LSU. He should have been out two or three weeks. He was hurt. Had some serious issues. And he toughed it out and went out there. And look, still beat A&M. His last, his last game basically beats A&M with a bad throwing shoulder. Like, it, dude was getting blasted. And what? And they told Max that he couldn't call protections, and they left Gary Dellinger out there at left tackle. And Gary Dellinger also had a torn labrum. Guys, you had two offensive linemen playing for Max Johnson that basically Ed told them to man up and be men that had torn labrum shoulders. So, Max, I do, um, yeah. Marvin, yes, but you know the scene that I'm talking about. You know what I, you know what I was trying, you know what I'm trying to get at. Anyway, post game Saturday. See y'all there. Let's go watch football. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.